0: Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton & Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Cavalic.
1: It is Tuesday, October the 12th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. Helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, how are you doing this morning? I'm
2: good. How are you doing?
1: Good. Looks like you're doing arts and crafts over I'm there.
2: Multitasking. It's someone's birthday actually it's is it today no no i was gonna say
1: that i think you're a little late as the party planning committee
2: no well okay um anyway the person (laughs) is not going to be at work tomorrow also my husband's birthday is on friday and there's a a really big 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 birthday coming up this week that i'll talk about more who's that it's not a who
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. As Marsha was uh, motioning where you couldn't uh, obviously hear it. So now I know what she's talking about. But yeah, there's a big birthday coming up here uh, this week, tomorrow. And then, uh, well, happy early birthday to your husband. Yeah. You got anything I, big going on? Any surprises? I always,
2: you know what he's happiest with? Like what? if I go do something with him, like we'll probably end up jogging. Oh. And also like. Chocolate. He he loves chocolate. Okay. So. I
1: can get down with that. I can get down with that. He and you could always chocolate. just ride the bike beside him or behind him or however goes running. You know what, though? I,
2: I'm, I was inspired because I went jogging last week and it wasn't awful, so I might end up doing it <laughs> Well, <again>. the weather's <laughs> perfect to
1: be doing that kind of stuff oh, right now. Oh,
2: yeah. It's, this is If we could have this kind of weather... All year round. We wouldn't appreciate it.
1: See, uh, and I was talking to somebody recently. I said uh, I, my perfect like year of weather would be um, spring, right? Mm-hmm. The... I would say the last week of winter when spring's really started to come through where it's still like cold and you still know it's winter, but you're Mm -hmm. getting like the little hotter days every once in a while. So that then about a week or two of summer and then into so then a full spring, about a week or two of summer, then a full fall, and then back into like that one week Mm -hmm. of winter. Then give me some snow on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, that kind of stuff, right? And then back to spring summer fall spring summer fall all the
2: winter sports people would be like we need more than a week or two for oh. skiing though because the lines would just be crazy
1: that's true so. well i don't uh, do any winter sports so i wouldn't be any in any of those lines
2: but like we wouldn't appreciate if if we lived in paradise and it was always the the right temperature mm-hmm. all the time we wouldn't appreciate it
1: i don't know people in uh, la and san diego and places like that they seem pretty happy
2: they have smog, though. That's true.
1: So there's always a, a, a difference, a double edge to mm-hmm. the sword, I guess. Right. Exactly. But hey, I'll deal with a little smog if I gotta uh, if I get days like they have every day of the year.
2: OK, I have to ask you, were you one of the, the super fans who slept through the wind last night?
1: <laughs> no, I usually am. <laughs> and I almost did sleep through the wind, the Ravens win last night that Marsha is referencing. Um yeah, what was it? Two weeks ago, I guess, uh, when they came from behind and ended up winning. Uh, I think it was Sunday night. Maybe it was even Monday night a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep right as their game-winning drive started. People gave up. Missed it. Oh, yeah, and then I fell asleep at halftime <laughs> of the game, then woke up at the start of the third quarter. The next thing I know, I blink, and it's the end of the third quarter. Then I blink again, and it's halfway through the fourth, and I'm like, all right, got to stay awake now because that's when they were, the Ravens were starting their final drive to go down and then tie the game and then – Man, shout out to uh what's his name? Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker for uh Indianapolis for missing a what should have been a no doubter uh field goal for them to win the game. Wait, you're
2: gonna put the win on on his on a poor kicking performance on the other team.
1: One hundred percent. Wow. One hundred percent heavy
2: load to bear hey, hey. for that guy.
1: Don't be a professional athlete. Don't be a NFL kicker if you're not gonna take it. You know,
2: wow, that's harsh. Hey,
1: hey, he's out there earning a paycheck.
2: So, at at what point? Because I think I would give up early. I think I would be like, well, this game's not going our way. Uh-huh. So, I would, I'd like check out really early. Yeah. But at what game you're like, wow, this looks like it actually is coming back?
1: Um, it was around the third quarter. Again, I just said that I slept through most of it, but you could tell that the momentum was starting to switch a little bit. The Colts, uh, the Ravens stopped the Colts on a few uh, drives. And the big thing was, uh, the Ravens blocked a Colts field goal uh, that really changed like the whole momentum of the game. So luckily I woke up right when that happened. So I was able to catch like the momentum swing moment and then watch the end of the game.
2: You know, you can also catch those moments on the replays.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can, but it's not the (laughs) same. For those
2: of us who are less than casual fans, we can be like, Oh yeah, look highlights.
1: Oh, it's just not the same, you know, but, okay. But speaking of uh, (laughs) fans and being fans of sports, I uh, just heard on uh, the Fox News update there before we went live that uh, up at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, uh, they're trying to find who spread their loved one's ashes over the field. Which I don't see why that is such like I get why you know pe- why uh, teams don't want people spreading you know ashes on the field. I get it, right? But I don't see why it's as big of a deal as everybody makes it out to be.
2: Well, okay, so uh, having sat through a terrible murder trial yeah. for a week and a half. The the decomposing human remains thing, the bone particles, a little off-putting, you know, if you're just out yeah, for a Sunday football game. But um I get it. You know, people get really nostalgic. They want to mm-hmm. honor like a super fan that's in their family and say, this is your final resting place. But y'all, you're going to end up, your Pappy's going to be in the mulch <laughs> bag because they're going to run through that with right. their implements and Pappy's not going to stay on Heinz Field. Right.
1: And if you, well... I guess in the uh, update, it said that they found it in the end zone, which is a little different. But if you're... <laughs> now, of course, if you're thinking about doing this, don't do what I'm about to say. But if you just go to a game and you got a little baggie of, uh, you know, somebody's ashes that you can get into the game, like right? Like a
2: part, like a little, like an eighth of a or, bag? You know, whatever.
1: I like don't you know. Got the real, I've never done this before. Urn.
2: Well, I mean, okay, but we got we to gotta think this out.
1: Just enough. People
2: are depending on you, Jordan.
1: Just enough to where, you know, it's in like a little bag, right? That you can get into the game. So like
2: one... 38th of grams sure. of, of gumpaw's ashes. Sure. Okay. Sure.
1: So if uh, you go to the game, right, and you know how everybody can, you can walk up to like, the on the stands, you can walk down to like the fi- the front row and you can get a picture like standing next <laughs> okay. to the field and everything. Well, while you're doing that, just kind of open the bag up. Surreptitiously. Yeah, just kind of dump it down, you know, right there onto the wall. So there, it's on the field. One, it's on the field. Two, it's not going to be as easily noticeable. And three, it's not going to get all trampled over all the time like it would be if it was out on like the game field. So I feel like that's the way you go about it. Don't go about it the way that they did in the Big Lebowski, where they went to spread the ashes, uh, Donnie's ashes, out over the uh, Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they neglected to take into account the wind coming yeah, off of the ocean. Bad, yeah. <laughs> so it kind of went all over them as they were trying to throw it out there. So, so maybe don't, do it don't that
2: way. tread it at a Chicago stadium yes. where it's windy, yeah, the windy already. City. Yeah, you, you got to think this out. I was on a little boat once. We went snorkeling and there was a girl there and she had vials, like a little little mm-hmm. vials. And apparently that was, she was just going to different places and that her loved p- one had been. And yeah, so in the ocean not i mean people get buried at sea all the time there's a lot worse things in the ocean but you know if folks are stirring up gampy's ashes as they're doing their maintenance work at Heinz field maybe that's a little more off-putting and maybe it's a public yeah. health issue what if what did gampy die of that's true you know? i guess i
1: don't know what the whole process of cremation is but uh it doesn't seem like it'd be that big of a deal to me at least but could you imagine I, if you watch games where they uh, you know where they're on the turf fields and like the black like turf is kicking up behind them. Right, Could you imagine that? My <laughs> that my husband like, plays soccer on oh a turf yeah. field
2: and brings that stuff. It's it's in the in my bathroom all the time. Well, that gives you but something like, to think about. If you rush the 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 stadium like mm-hmm. some of those college oh, fans yeah. did, and you're like, let me get a souvenir, and then you pick up part of a femur.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But see, it wouldn't be that bad. You're not throwing bones out there. Sometimes. I mean, I guess you like, kind of are, but you're not throwing like full bones out there.
2: I hope no one's eating their Cheerios yeah, right now. Yeah,
1: I know. What a, what a nasty start to a Tuesday morning Sorry, conversation, oh. huh?
2: But um, yeah, don't try that at home or at yeah. your favorite football sta- stadium.
1: Yeah, I guess. I know people do it at uh, Fenway Park all the time.
2: Well, where would you, where would you want your ashes Ooh, spread?
1: What a question. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking about that. Were you and, really? Because mm, I'm not prepared. Was.
2: Don't ask me because I don't know.
1: You know, I think uh, maybe a lake somewhere, maybe up Deep Creek Lake, would be cool. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time there. See, um, that's
2: valid because like the fish could be like, oh look, <laughs> another one. You know? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know where I would do it. It'd have to be somewhere scenic, right? Uh-huh. It have to be somewhere scenic.
2: I don't know. Like, what if what if your favorite place is like some like down and dirty alley in <laughs> some inner city somewhere? <laughs> that where, would you be have, cool. Like, great memories of.
1: Just put like a like a. Uh, what do they call? Where uh, you put them at, like a school or something? You put all your stuff in, then you oh, like uh, a time, time capsule. capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a time capsule. Bury you just kind of Yeah, put it into a wall somewhere. I don't know. Wait, so you don't know where you would sp- spread yours at?
2: Yeah, I, I, I can think of like maybe a favorite vacation spot, but like, yeah, I, I just, I wouldn't want to put upon other people that that's like. You know, yeah. A, you know, having part of me there and, and B, having a family member or a friend responsible for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not about that. I
1: don't, I, don't, I don't see what the big fuss is all about.
2: Someone's got to clean that up. I get That's what it, the big but fuss is. I
1: don't at the same also, time. Also,
2: like, what if everyone did it? Okay, what if the entire 109,000 Penn State fans brought a vial with Gampy's ashes and then just all decided to... Then it's a mass grave, Jordan.
1: Goodness. I guess you're right. Well, you had to regulate it at some point, but. That's yeah, the know.
2: thing. They're, they're doing it surreptitiously.
1: You just see people with those little vials just kind <laughs> of looking around, taking your attention somewhere else, then just out of the side of their pocket, just dumping a little bit here, a little bit there.
2: Right. And then this cloud just comes up from the stadium because oh, everyone's God. doing it all at once.
1: Well, yeah. what a start to uh, Panhandle Live on this Tuesday, talking <laughs> about spreading ashes. If anybody has any uh, pointers. On, uh, or any cool locations, oh why not? You know? Or let stories,
2: know. stories good or bad.
1: Yeah, if you got any uh, ash <laughs> uh, dispersal mm-hmm. stories, sure. I guess, uh, let us know either on our Facebook page or uh, anywhere you can find us So we're all over the place. Oh,
2: speaking of our Facebook page, mm-hmm. I, I put a picture up that I oh. found online this morning. There's a farm in Bunker Hill and they, they produced a massive sweet
1: potato. Yeah, what'd you say? It was like 10 pounds? 10 and a third. Yeah, somebody posted. Uh, somebody commented on it, saying it looked like uh, they thought it was a roasted turkey, which I thought it's it was huge. too. I mean, it's massive. I, I can't imagine pulling that out of the ground. But that had to have been ad, more shocking than the size.
2: When you realize like what what you had and how mm-hmm. big it was, like yeah. just, you had to like, kind of like an archaeological dig, dig yeah. around it.
1: <laughs> Instead, of just pulling it out like a normal potato or uh, like a carrot type of thing, just rip, ripping it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Got to get a crane to pull that thing out of there.
2: Yeah, that was impressive.
1: That would be cool. I bet you that thing would taste so good. Oh, yeah. You like sweet potatoes? Oh, yeah. Love sweet yeah.
2: potatoes. A little uh, brown sugar, butter. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: You give me some sweet potato fries with some salt. Maybe, because uh, I don't do the marshmallows. See, we talked about this already. I don't mm-hmm. do the marshmallows. I think the marshmallows on top of the sweet potatoes is weird. Uh, it throws me off. But you put a little salt in that. And I like to eat them, uh, especially with ketchup.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense, because people make sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like them with ketchup. Dip those in ketchup. ketchup?
1: And, uh, yeah, ketchup and salt.
2: I'll allow that yeah well thank you i
1: appreciate it well stick around we got to take a break here on panhandle live coming up in a few minutes we're gonna uh, get back to uh, the serious stuff here on panhandle live we have west virginia state treasurer riley moore on talk about all kinds of things uh, and talking about all kinds of money too so i'm gonna probably check out on that one a little bit and let Marsha handle uh, the money talk but that'll all be coming up here in just a few minutes on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network
0: from Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and I got to say, I got a text. I apologize for talking about, you know, ashes being spread in different places.
2: Were people offended? One sorry. person
1: was, and I, I'll I'm let sorry. you know off the air who that person was. So sorry. I know. Sorry about that. I know it's Tuesday morning. People don't want to hear about that, but it's news. Yeah. I mean, per, it's local news for the most part, being up in Pittsburgh. Oh, also got to mention Daily Grind, the official coffee sponsor of Panhandle Live. I got Patch me a, uh, it's delicious. Got me a caramel latte. Caramel, caramel. How do you say it? Caramel. Caramel. But like,
2: I've heard it both ways, so no judgment. Too.
1: I say caramel too, but it's uh, great. I love Daily Grind, and I got one of their breakfast sandwiches. I love their uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. It's got like the beast i think they call it bistro sauce or something. Is that why you're so peppy? It might be right now. It's or because I've been energized. Chugged. It's because I chugged most of this coffee, and I have this uh, green machine, uh, like grass, like thing. <laughs>
2: you're grass-fed this morning. It's got listen.
1: It's got uh, barley grass, wheat grass. It's got all kinds of alfalfa in it. Okay. I'm healthy today, Marsha.
2: That's, wow. It's like a, that's, I'm impressed. Yeah. And yeah. it tastes
1: good, too. You got to love those naked, uh, those naked juices. But coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have uh, the West Virginia State Treasurer, Riley Moore, on uh, to talk about them, some uh, things. And, Marsha, what are a couple of those things that he is looking to talk about?
2: Well, I mean, the, I think he'll always mention the 529 savings plan, which, you know, as a seasoned mom of college students, I don't care how smart you think your kid's going to be out of the gate because they all look like they're going to be, you know, rocket scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, you should probably be saving some money. Yeah. Because it just, in the bank. it's so hard to pay for school. Um, and I mean, if not like school, school incidentals, because sometimes scholarships don't always. Right. And thank God, you know, I have I have a husband who saves money because I'm one of those. We're, you know, you gonna spend it. Oh my gosh, we're completely. <laughs> You're going
1: to spend it. There are
2: two kinds of people in the world, and they marry each other. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm that kind of person too.
2: So, um, so thankfully, he, you know, he was good about that because I would have been like, "Oh, look at those cute curtains." Now, so. I should have
1: uh, looked this up before I brought this question up, but do you think he'd uh, know about some of the uh, like the student loans things that are uh, coming down the pike?
2: He might. Um, it, also, one of the things he wants to talk about today is. Um, uh, the Biden administration's plan, uh, using the IRS, uh, and and doing reports on folks who have a certain amount of money in the bank, and he'll he'll talk about that too. So yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure he'd be up to to talk to you about whatever. Um, another thing that we talked about yesterday. I'm sorry, I'm shaking my scissors in your.
1: <laughs> I saw-
2: was um the arrest of two uh, couple from Annapolis. That's right. They the big be, espionage They case. happen to be arrested in Jefferson County. Their hearing starts, the first initial hearing, I guess, is this morning in Martinsburg, because we have a federal court, even though it's not really a local case, it's a federal, you know, case. And uh, you were talking about, you that would be a case you'd really like to sit in, but Heck, we got yeah. the kibosh on that. They, yeah, they were like, like, hey, no. They, they are encouraging the media to listen in on Zoom, but we're not allowed to capture the sound man that would have been so
1: interesting i'd love i'd love to know the backstory behind it it's like i was saying it reminded me of that first season of the americans uh that was on fx or whatever which is a great show if you want to go back and watch it. i don't think it's still on anymore but regardless all the little like back-end details and like little Mm -hmm. side meetings and like drop-offs and stuff and so cool to find out where they did all that at like were they doing it I, I mean they were doing it all around Jefferson County it seemed
2: with peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. So I I don't so it, it, I don't know what to expect. I've not ever been arrested in federal court, but I imagine this is not going to be as detailed as a as the actual trial would be. Right. This is a an initial hearing so i i'd say it'll be a little more vague but still interesting
1: yeah so. well we'll keep everybody up to date on that as information becomes available but we do got to take our next break and uh, coming up after this break it's west virginia state treasurer riley moore here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst
0: the panhandle news network it's panhandle live part of the panhandle story for 75 years with hosts jordan nice warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to
1: Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Alongside me is Marcia Kavalik. and joining us on the line is West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore. How are you doing this morning?
3: Doing great. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. Just fine.
2: So uh, thanks for calling in. I'm sorry I missed you last time. I th- was I covering the trial mm-hmm. last time? Okay.
1: I think it was last two Fridays ago, maybe.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you calling in and uh, what I wanted to talk to, you, and Jordan's got some questions too afterwards, but um, I want to talk about uh, this top of mind. The Biden administration has proposed changing the level that triggers when a bank must report financial transactions to the IRS. Currently, any transaction of $10,000 or more must be reported to the IRS. Uh, the current administration and congressional allies want to reduce that to $600 So uh, suss this out for us. Uh, You're not a fan. Tell us why.
3: Yes. uh, I believe that this is so wrong in so many ways. I'd say, first of all, I'd say it's unconstitutional. uh, When you're talking about the Fourth Amendment in terms of individuals' rights against unreasonable searches and seizures, $600. Let's think about that real quick. We're talking about $600 coming in or out of your bank account will now have to be reported to the IRS.
2: So is that, the that, bank, is that payroll? Like someone's payroll yeah, coming
3: sure. in? Yeah, any, anything. I mean, it could be your paycheck. It could be, uh, you know, maybe you go buy a washer and dryer, whatever.
2: So in $600. or out, like it could be a payment.
3: It could be a payment, uh, and it could be a deposit. So... $600 coming in or out of your bank account will then have to be reported. Currently, it's $10,000 is the level of that uh, reporting requirement, what they call suspicious, potential suspicious activity, um, which is currently pretty onerous on banks. $600, though, I mean, that's going to hurt the regular blue-collar worker here in West Virginia that's just trying to make a living Mm who is now going to be potentially subject to an audit by the IRS. Now, you're probably wondering, how in the world are they going to comply with this? How are they going to institute this if this were coming to pass? They're talking about putting an additional $80 billion into the IRS to track this stuff. The idea that they've come up with is somehow that this is going to take care of all the tax cheats out there and the billionaires, and they're going to capture more tax revenue by doing this. $600 has nothing to do with billionaires. That's your listening audience and everybody else in West Virginia who's just trying to live their lives and don't want huge government overreach into their personal financial information. I mean, I think it's a huge invasion of personal uh, privacy in terms of what people's daily activities are in their um, bank account. I mean, I, I think this is unconstitutional. It's massive government overreach. And then not to mention, what is the effect this is going to have on, let's say, a community banks. Community banks are not going to be able to comply with this. This is going to be like Dodd-Frank compliance on steroids. The, the work to comply is left to the banks. So now banks are now essentially going to be IRS agents on their own trying to report all of these different transactions of $600 or more back to the IRS, the compliance of that is going to be so expensive. Little banks, the most important kind of banks that we have in our towns and communities here in West Virginia, likely aren't going to be able to comply, as with throughout the rest of the country. Community banks are going to have a very hard time complying. And then what happens? They go under and they get eaten up by big, big banks. And then in turn... The big, big banks, your Goldman, J.P. Morgan, B of A, those types of banks, guess who they supported in the last election? Joe Biden. So I, I, this is, to me, it's one of the scariest things that I've seen since I've been in office here, uh, frankly, probably since I've been in any elected office, in terms of government overreach from the Fed into people's daily personal Lives and their activities.
2: So this was put into a larger the the larger Build Back Better spending bill. Um, do you, do you think it would have had legs had it been um, pr- uh, presented as a standalone bill?
3: No, I don't think it'd have legs as a standalone bill. That's why they buried it into that 3.5 trillion dollar reconciliation spending bill that they're still arguing about right now of how many trillions of dollars they want to spend. Uh, taxpayer money there in Washington, D.C., which I think is an absolutely terrible idea on its own. But in any event, this is inside this bill. The numbers are going to shift, I imagine, as we've seen people negotiating on this, uh, particularly our senator here, Joe Manchin. I imagine the numbers will shift, but they need to pay for this. We're talking about trillions of dollars, and this is a way they think is going to help them pay for this multi-trillion dollar spending bill that they're putting out there in uh, Congress.
1: So what's the uh, what's the answer to it then? If that, obviously, this well, isn't the answer in your opinion, so what, what do you think it is?
3: Well, I'll tell you this. I was on a letter, uh, joined with all my colleagues, Uh, from around the country, 23 different state treasurers. And to one degree or another, what we are saying is we are not going to comply with this. We will not comply with this. We are going to figure out and fight this any way that we can to shield our citizens here from what we believe is constitutional overreach. And if the feds want to sue all of us on that, i say bring that on. Bring it on, and we'll see you in court because I think that we're standing on the right side of this issue. I don't think any state should comply with this. And I, as I've talked to people all around the state of West Virginia, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be, I was in my child's daycare yesterday, and people that never talked about politics to me ever uh, said, Riley, you've got to do something about this. Mm. This is just totally crazy. And I think people are scared. And you think about getting into an IRS audit, what that means, how expensive that is to fight that. And by the way, only 10% of all the IRS investigations end up finding any criminal wrongdoing. Meanwhile, you've spent who knows how much money fighting the audit.
2: This just means I'm going to have to buy more shoeboxes for all my you know, receipts <laughs> and stuff, too.
3: That's right. That's exactly right. So if you're thinking about 10% of... Uh, this suspicious activity actually turns out to be illegal at ten thousand dollars what is it going to look like at six hundred dollars the amount of volume of stuff that they're going to be going through and the amount of audits that are going to happen and don't forget IRS is many times subject to hacks and information leaks and your information then could likely uh, or potentially pardon me get out publicly we've seen this happen before and we've seen the IRS politicized if you remember in the Obama administration The IRS had to issue letters apologizing for targeting different conservative groups um, through their investigative powers and auditing powers over the, uh, the IRS. So this is, you think about that little issue right there. This $600 issue is hugely unconstitutional. It is scary to think about the government having purview into all of your transactions, $600 or more every day, it's scary stuff.
1: Again, we're speaking with West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore. Now, another thing that affects everyone, really, in one form or another, are you know student loans, and uh, they can bog down people's lives. They do bog down people's lives every day. And uh, Biden and the administration came out and said, uh, and we're talking about their student loan forgiveness. Now, I'm not sure uh, how much you know knowledge you have on this and uh, whatnot, but uh, what I mean that's a pretty big deal, isn't it? The student loan forgiveness.
3: Yeah, I think the student loan forgiveness. Uh, what they're talking about to me, I, I think, is completely crazy because who are we talking about that's holding all this debt, $50,000, you know, however, you know, these large sums of money in terms of college debt? Well, it, it's it's not the poor and the working class individuals of our state or people in this country. It's rich people that have typically taken out loans and have gone to college Secondarily, what I'd say, no one has forced anybody to go to college. That is a personal choice. And, you know, for me, and I know other people, look, I was a welder, and I welded my way through college. That's how I did it. And I did take out some loans on top of that, and I paid them off. And I decided, you know, that was what I wanted to do in terms of what college I went to, where I chose to go, and based on how much that would cost me. Um, I think this student loan forgiveness thing is is, – where does that end, by the way? So if we just forgive student loans right now, what about the kids that are in school currently? Or what about children who are in high school or middle school? Do they take out loans and then their loans get forgiven? Is it just a one-time thing? Is that fair to everybody else? I mean, how does that work?
1: I mean, I don't think the idea of student loan forgiveness is that – Bad of a thing is it? I mean, I see where you're saying. Where where does it end? I get that, but I mean, I know people that you know worked their way through college, still had to take loans out, weren't rich, and still went to college, and now are you know completely underwater in debt just because they tried to you know better their chances at getting a better job, and then you know things start to stack on top of each other. Next thing you know, you're you know hundred fifty thousand dollars or however much more in student loan debt.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, the, the amount of, and this is just a typical solution that you see come out of the left in Washington, D.C., it's let's not try to address the underlying problem, let's just pay for it, right? If you're talking about health care, Obamacare, great example, instead of addressing why is health care so expensive in this country, what we can do to lower health care costs in this country... Uh, you know, maybe making different uh, pharmaceuticals that uh, seem to be cheaper all over the world, except here in the United States, uh, more readily available. We decided to just subsidize what was already one of the most expensive healthcare care systems in the world. And that's what we're doing here. We're doing the exact same thing in terms of the educational system here. We're not trying to figure out how can we make it more affordable. We're saying, no. We're going to leave it the way it is, and we're just going to pay for it. We're not addressing the underlying issue. I mean, this is like if you have cancer and you're trying to address cancer by taking Advil. Sure, you're going to get some probably immediate relief in terms of pain from that, but it's ultimately going to kill you.
1: Hmm.
2: So that being said, I know you guys promote your 529 plan. Folks should still keep saving, right?
3: Well, yeah, that's the other thing is that look, we have the College 529 Savings Plan, um, which is a great program. Which also, while you're listening, the audience know you can now use that for K through 12. So it's not just for college. If you wanted to use some of that for K through 12 expenses, uh, you can do that as well. But you can save all the way up through childhood. Uh, Your grandparents, aunts, uncles, or anybody can throw money uh, in there for you, and that money grows. Our direct plan here that we have in West Virginia is the number one rated uh, 529 direct plan in the United States by collegesavings.com. We're getting great returns on that. You know, I I think it's a really good way to – Say for college, but also not only college, you got to think about the K-12 through implications there. That coupled with this Hope Scholarship program that's coming up, say, if you wanted to use Hope Scholarship in the future, that's an educational savings account that's coming online here next year that my office is also going to be managing. You could, say, go to a parochial school, a private school, and say your tuition's not completely covered by Hope Scholarship, you can supplement that with a 529 with a loan? plan. Yeah, Well, not with a loan, with your 529, the money that you've put in uh, into your um, uh, 529 college savings plan can be used K-12. through So you could put that money in to supplement that to cover the entirety of the cost of tuition for that semester or year.
1: Again, we're speaking with West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore. Unfortunately, we have to get to our final break for the hour, but I appreciate you uh, jumping on the show here uh, and chatting with us a little bit. A lot of information out there for sure.
3: No, really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for having me on, and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future.
2: All right, take care.
1: Absolutely. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network.
0: Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kovalec.
1: Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping families, individuals, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, they provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore on to talk about uh, the $600 IRS uh, thing that's coming down the pike yeah threshold part of,
2: yeah it's part of a bigger like the build back better reconciliation spending bill so he's just saying there it is pay attention to this because mm-hmm. it could affect you if you make any transactions out of your checking account right $600 That's more, or more. $600, yeah. so if you're buying a dryer or yeah. you know whatever well wow. tickets to some game
1: true say i don't if, uh i don't take your $600 out uh very, Regularly, so I don't think I'm going uh, to be worried about that. Too, You're too not much on in anyone's the time radar. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, at least. But if you missed any of that, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on today over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page, or which, Marsha, you brought this up yesterday that I need to start saying. Uh, you can always find all of our episodes over on our podcast service site, which is Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash uh, Panhandle News Network, and you will uh, find everything, uh, all of our shows up there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah.
2: Can they see those diagnostics too? Or is that mm-hmm. just you? That's
1: just talking. us. It's just us showing that's us, us who's our listening. splits and well, not apparently who, people, uh, 1% of listeners in Denmark. Who do you think that is?
2: Uh, probably Rockwell. Folks from Rockwell. Oh,
1: might be. Yeah. Might be. Well, that's a good, that was a good uh, pool there. I wouldn't have thought of that. I saw their towers, uh, their whatever were, had smoke coming out of them the other day. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. So I, mean, I was
1: wondering they should be like in full production at this point, pretty, right? Pretty much. And I feel and like I don't ever see any movement going on over there.
2: Well, it's that's probably a good thing because mm-hmm. when you're out on your bike, you probably don't want to see a big, you know, big giant sure. truck with barreling down sh- with you know, a rock shale and, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and and Paula Spinoso, their representative, uh, was saying that they're really trying to be cognizant of not having heavy trucks on the road yeah when the kids are out you know going back and forth to school and right. all that so
1: yeah it definitely seems i mean with the amount of pushback that the community gave them especially in jefferson county uh it seems like that they're definitely trying to be you know as respectful and courteous as they can right. to you know the locals in the area
2: so a cute story for you mm-hmm. I, I meant to put it on one of my newscasts but i the sweet potato took <laughs> Sweet potato precedence. was a big was, deal. Yeah, it really was a big deal uh, in, in many ways. Um, but there's a little elementary school just south of our border here, mm-hmm. Apple Pie Ridge Elementary. Okay. Right? So they they put a post out uh, on the Winchester page thanking one of the local farmer's markets for donating the tiny little pumpkins to them. And they decorated some of the trees in front of their... their um, school with these tiny pumpkins and they are renaming their school temporarily pumpkin pie ridge that's elementary. pretty great
1: that's pretty great
2: <laughs> i think it's adorable
1: i could go for some pumpkin pie too i'm gonna oh tell my you gosh. i'm so I'm, ready for the fall food i like apple around.
2: pie too
1: i like apple pie but on top i think i'd like rather Charlotte. go i think i'd rather go apple pie and then pumpkin bread yeah. Love pumpkin bread. Pumpkin bread. If you ever see that ball. around, Marsha, let me know. But speaking of uh, cool things, I was driving back uh, from like the Foxcroft area, the Walmart mm-hmm. area yesterday, and uh, went. I was coming down Winchester Avenue, and there was this big old uh, farmer's market going on in the parking lot there. I think it was like, the. Uh, I can't remember what the sign said you might have said South Berkeley Farmers Market or something like that. There were a ton of tents out, people milling around in one of the shopping center parking lots. What was this on Sunday? Or yes, yeah, Sunday not yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they
2: they do that. I I guess every week during. The, I guess I've never weather. noticed it before. Yeah. Goodness,
1: there was a ton of people. And I love a good farmers market. And you know, they, do they call it there.
2: Southside Farmers? Maybe that market? was it. Yeah, Southside.
1: Yeah. When I say South Berkeley, yeah, yeah, I think it was Southside. That was. I love that kind of stuff.
2: Uh, yeah you can get some you can get some baked goods there
1: get some pumpkin bread there for perhaps, sure perhaps so for sure
2: bookmark that for next sunday know, when you're I, out biking uh, do you even have a place to put pumpkin bread and keep it like
1: oh we we find ways i could show you some pictures of times where i've gone uh i've been out on the bike and decided to get like a sub or something and mm-hmm. realize i don't have anywhere to put it so i've just taken like paper tape and just taped it onto the bike and then i got a sub with me for however long or riding
2: I got, dangerously got
1: another time too right before i moved down here uh a buddy of mine owns a rug store up in cumberland where i was living uh-huh. and uh he knew i was leaving and i was passing by and he flagged me down he was like hey i wanted to give you something before you left and he wanted to give me this rug right <laughs> are
2: you aware of what i pulled in
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well dave i don't know how i'm gonna get this home and he was like oh you figured it out and then he just handed me this rolled this rug up handed it to me so i had to like had this rug just kind of balanced on my handlebars as I was oh, riding right. up and down We're these mountains. on your shoulders, right? <laughs> <laughs> luckily, it was a very big one, but uh, yeah. So I, when there's a will, there's a way. There's been times, goodness. I was down in Richmond a couple years ago, Virginia, uh, just riding around, sightseeing, right, and stopped at this brewery, uh, only wanting to get, you know, just one beer, but they, of course, I don't sell them just one. I had to get a four-pack. I didn't know that was a rule. <laughs> I didn't either, so okay. I had to figure out how to. Luckily, I had these shorts on it had, like, these mesh cargo pockets on the side so then i was riding through downtown <laughs> richmond with these huge like pounder beers on each side of my leg and then i had one in my bottle cage and then i drank one real quick just to save some room
2: if i was law enforcement i think you would catch my eye like look at that guy obviously he's bought a four pack and we can see three of them yeah he's still working on them
1: unreal so i had to chug one of them just so i had enough room to uh go anywhere so but that's
2: that's the eventually you're gonna have to eat the pumpkin bread if you run out oh, of hey, room i got no problem on your with ride that. home
1: i got no problem with that i stopped at black uh black, black dog, dog coffee, coffee. Mm-hmm. the other day uh, riding around that way and uh got me a little gluten-free pumpkin bread yeah
2: they've got some some good baked goods little cookie or cake pops and stuff yeah. nice stuff
1: that's right but we get our coffee here at Panhandle Live. From the Daily Grind. Make sure you go over there. The official coffee sponsor of Panhandle Live. I uh, might be running over there. And get me a little Are you uh, out? mid-morning pick-me-up. Yeah, absolutely. Are you out of I'm always already? out of coffee. Always out of coffee. But uh, I think that just about does it for us here today on Panhandle Live. Uh, if you missed any of it, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page a little bit later on today. But for Marcia Kavalik, I am Jordan Eiseman. It's been Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: On a wave
1: so
0: WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs this is the Panhandle News Network a West Virginia Radio Corporation station